Quick disclaimer before this episode of Brick House. Our recording equipment strangely picked up the signal from a nearby Mexican radio station. We didn't really realize this had happened until listening back to the episode. It's a strange phenomenon, and we're looking into a potential hack from the local radio station. Enjoy the episode anyways, and here it is. We're back with another episode of Brick House Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, we had a guest last week, and the internet was a buzz about a it. A flame. They couldn't stop buzzing about our guests, so we decided to have another guest this week. New friend. A new friend from uh, the Almighty Baller Podcast New friend, Network. but it feels like we've known him forever, Bob. It's, it's Ashwin Gee from the Ride in the Pine Podcast. Welcome, Ashwin. Yo, yo, thanks for having we me. We shared a meal with him. We got to know him very well-ish. As well as you, you could know him. over one meal. Oh, I met up with him again after you left. Oh, that's we, we rode the high roller together. 30 minutes, all you can drink, eye in the sky in Vegas. That's where the real bond You actually happens. didn't tell me about that. Oh, yeah. Thank well, you. I thought you would be jealous. That <laughs> yeah, was a blast. Um, <laughs> up high there. The views of the parking lots. Yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful Las Vegas parking lots. We were just catching up. What a grind. Up. What a grind. We were there for like six to eight days each. And, um, well, I'm glad I'm in the comforts of my own home these days, staying indoors as the AC is on, blasting my face. <laughs> yeah, I was just explaining to Ashwin that I haven't had a drop of alcohol in three weeks since getting back from, from Vegas, and I still feel anyway, kind of drunk. <laughs> Anyways, we got a special episode. It's uh, it's the summer. It's August. I never remembered so much happening in the NBA in August, but it's still pretty uh, pretty much the dog days of the summer at this point. We doldrums, right. Bob. Is that a good? That's pretty word? good. Brickhouse definitely endorses the Ride in the Pine podcast. You should check that out. iTunes, AlmightyBaller.com, wherever you get your basketball programming. Really quick before I throw these questions down, uh, thanks for having me. I'm just part of this crew of a trio on Right in the Pine, a podcast here on Almighty Baller, and um, I think it was just inevitable for me to, to meet up with you guys because we kind of do the similar things, although your style is probably more refined than ours is. You know, when you told me to come up with a list, I was like, what the hell is a list? <laughs> I've never done anything <laughs> like this before. We're, you know, we're just a lighthearted podcast that started out as like kind of hating LeBron and only kind of wanting to talk about the Timberwolves, and it really quickly became like we love all NBA. It's a 24-hour sport now, and apparently 365 days too. So yes, we we can't talk forever about where or when Carmelo Anthony or Kyrie Irving is going to get traded. So we prepared some other questions to discuss this week. Ashwin, you're the guest. Uh, let's let's go around the horn. These questions, um, you know, some of them might have to do with current events. Some of them, you know, are questions that no one ever asked for. Okay. But uh, Brick House <laughs> right. will bring That's you right. those those questions and answers, anyways. Ashwin, well, uh, will you lead us off? Yeah, sure. Adam Silver has done it again, folks. First they had the money, and then they had the power. Then they had the jerseys, and then the shorts, the socks, the drinks, the watches. Everything is NBA affiliated now. Well. Not everything. What has Adam Silver missed out this whole time and could captivate not just the city but the world? I like this question. Yeah, you're you're right. There is an official 
car of the NBA. Tissot is the official watch of the NBA. Right. The official beverages. My answer for this question was, I know uh, Adam Silver would love to have sports gambling right there on NBA.com, but but baby steps. But he does really seem to embrace the things that NBA players love more so than David Stern did. You know, he Mm. played uh, Kendrick Lamar's music during the playoffs rather than Bruno Mars or Taylor Swift or Bruce Springsteen or whoever David Stern would set up for those music spots. So I've got some official gear official sponsors of the nba for the next season okay nice adam silver's lining up uh one of nba players favorite things is strippers of course so we got a g-spot the official thong of the nba Ooh. endorsed for by all the silver. ladies for all the honeys <laughs> of course hennessy all those dudes that just want to try something different for today <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like uh bull durham it really helps your your three-point <laughs> jump shot <laughs> Uh, I figure Hennessy would be the official liquor of the NBA. Sure. I'm actually surprised that hasn't happened yet. And uh, the San Fernando Valley OG would be the marijuana strain of okay. the NBA. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's deep, deep knowledge there, Bob. You know what the NBA has been missing out on? Super Team Extended Universe. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have Superhero Extended Universe. Why not the Super Team Extended Universe? We have the uh, what would the NBA the NBA would be the Avengers, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you can spread them out into their own. But then you can have shows about their children, or shows about like the offshoot, like the D League, the Harrison Barnes origin story. Right. So it's you, uh, or you can. How about why not uh, the Spanish League? Why not fold them into your extended universe? So you just have the you have to have the. STEU, the extended super team extended universe. I love it. Yeah. Instead of instead of agents of shield, it's agents of banana boat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. It it all works. There's money to be had. Matt hit us with uh, with some brain busters. Okay. Uh, don't know if you guys saw, but NBA referee Danny Crawford retired this yeah, week. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's still alive, but let's hope he gets some rest. <laughs> What referee, if any, would you like to party with in Las Vegas? Well, since you said Vegas, I have to go Tim Donahue. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was afraid it might be too obvious, but if you're going to be gambling, Tim Donahue is the one you want next to you. And with the everything stays in Vegas credo, hopefully he'll tell me every last juicy detail of working for the NBA and the mob. Of how he screwed the Suns over <laughs> that one game, Bob? I think Donahue and I could write a screenplay together. That's my answer. That's good. Ashwin, what do you got? I'm desperate. I think a Lauren Holcamp might, uh, <laughs> might hang out with me. Just for a drink or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. She probably is, like, waiting to bust out. She's all these men just, like, protecting her. She has She's own, She's her own person, right? And then if she chooses to be with me, I think that would be the, that would be the bee's knees. The bee, I think. <laughs> just talk shit about Chris Paul when you meet her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, picked Tony Brothers. Mainly because I like his name, Tony Brothers. Yeah. I like it. Seems like he's ready to uh, sell you a pizza. Yeah, the Tony Brothers. All right, I got an important question for you guys. Allen Iverson was a no-show to the Big Three League this past weekend. What's another head- headline the Big Three League could announce that would not surprise you at all? Okay. I think, uh, I think all these Big Three players, they form a union and go on strike. They want a piece of that cube money. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that would not surprise me either. I got a headline for you, Bob. Big three folds after one year. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I wrote. Yeah, that's a, that's a big three headline. I put the subtitle: "Big Big Three League shuts down, hiring old retired players as the main problem." Yeah. <laughs> They're having injuries and show, not showing up. Yeah, it was inevitable. Yes. Well, speaking of shit on TV, reality TV has become a little numbing these days. You know, some former NBA players have. Been, have tried their hand on reality TV. You know, like a Cliff Robinson was on Survivor, I think, and like uh, some random player was on a, a Chopped All Stars or Chopped Celebrity thing. All right, boom! A new reality TV show is showing up right now on N- NBC Primetime with celebrities from the NBA. What is it? Who's on it? Who wants to be an Eastern Conference All Star? <laughs> <laughs> it's a game where. We don't know who's going to... We'll get to this Dion later. Dion Waiters wants to play. Yeah, Dion Waiters. It's a... Uh, I don't know if you're if they're forced to participate in this game or if they want to do it of their own volition, but yeah, we have to determine these Eastern Conference... Which we, spoiler alert, might be doing later on in the oh, episode. Sure. <laughs> Reggie Jackson will stab somebody to win that game. <laughs> My TV show is called Irie Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> It follows the building of Kyrie Irving's intentional community, the process of finding and recruiting all the right people to live there, and what happens when people stop being polite and start going to the bathroom in an outhouse. I can guarantee you one thing on Irie Kyrie, things will get messy. Uh-oh, breaking news. Uh-oh. Adam Silver just declared that every owner has been kidnapped and dropped off on a remote island. First one to make it off gets a free acquisition of the player of their choice. What Ooh. owner makes it off the island first and why? Oh, man. I have the owner from the Brooklyn Nets, Mikhail Pukaroff. Okay. Yeah. And he shouts out, he screams while he swims. This is how you <laughs> rebuild in Russia. <laughs> I actually also chose Mikhail Prokhorov. I I said it's because he's the only owner who's ever killed a man with a jet ski. Oh, sure. I imagine every NBA owner has had someone killed at some point in their career. But Mikhail Prokhorov, he uses uses his bare hands or trick jet ski. I decided it's Mickey Arison from the Heat. Ooh, sure. Shockingly small Wikipedia page for the owner of the Miami Heat. What is he hiding? Mob ties? Yeah, what it, he's hiding something. So, you know, I I think that's when he would unleash it. Brilliant. Okay, let's say Adam Silver is looking to ban another owner from the NBA. Okay. Who should Silver ban and why? Ooh, there's so many. <laughs> I think I'll go with uh, Vivek Ranadive of the Kings. How dare you, sir? Oh. oh. I'm just kidding. We need the humor. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely. But I just think yeah. you just need to take his briefcase away, and he doesn't know what to do. He's this little sad little puppy. So, <laughs> I said Mark Cuban, not because I don't like him or because I think he did anything wrong. I just think the fallout would be incredible. Oh wow! I think the drama. Oh, yeah. You know the storylines, the drama. He, Cuban might even try and unsuccessfully start his own league. You know, I'm something past him. Yeah, just driving around Adam Silver's neighborhood trying to get him on the phone. Yeah. I think if you're going to ban anybody, you should ban Orlando Magic owner Richard DeVos. Okay. His fortune comes from the pyramid scheme Amway. Sure. 
He donates to fringe religious and political groups that want to return the laws to the year 300. That's, mm-hmm. that's not a, a exaggeration. That's real. And he has a son-in-law that started Blackwater, the mercenary army. Not to mention his daughter-in-law works in Trump's cabinet. Oh. I think that's a pretty solid case. Yeah. Um, Vivek, you'll still have a job after this. <laughs> I changed my answer. Speaking of changing... People oh. change their names. Whoa. Look at that transition. Beautiful. We got a we got a you know a precedent. Uh, 1981, a dude named Floyd B. Free changed his name to Lloyd from Lloyd to World B. Free. Sorry about that. And then Ron Artest, formerly known as Ron Artest, quickly changed his name to Meta World Peace, the Panda's friend, amongst others. Um, back to Meta World Peace, I believe. Anyways, who's next in line to officially change their name? And sure, why not? Include world in their name. Okay, I could see I could see someone like Austin Rivers changing his name to something super eye roll worthy, like World on My Shoulders. Nice, <laughs> I love it. But I would rather see another Clippers thing happen instead. What I would rather see is you know how it's just announced that Doc Rivers is no longer the president of basketball operations yes. of the Clippers, right? right? They announced that yesterday. So I think Steve Ballmer should embrace their new experienced leader, Jerry West, and he proves to Jerry that he's all in by naming his new stadium in Inglewood Westworld. Oh. <laughs> and then by 2030, oh, some, they'll have some luxury suites that actually have robot prostitutes, just like the show Westworld. Wow. Talk about, you know. Does the show have that? This is how you get Lakers fans to become Clippers fans. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm going with Dwight Howard. His new his new name is at this rate I'm going to be playing overseas in the world in a few years. <laughs> it's uh he's very self aware. He's going for the self awareness. Candy thing. world. Candy <laughs> When he applies for his passport, does he uh, hit the character limit? They're gonna waive the character limit for this one. Because they want him out. <laughs> Ashwin, did you hear Brickhouse has released a new version of NBA Jam? It's called NBA Jam Bench Edition, featuring only bench players. Who is the best NBA Jam bench twosome? Oh, man. I think they were there in the original NBA Jam. I'm going to go with the Kings bench, Vince Carter and Zebo. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Bash Brothers. They're going to old game style on you, you know? It works in 8-bit. That's awesome. I, I think... The best NBA Jam combinations historically is a tiny little fast guard and then a dunker. Yeah, right. that's what I'm going with here, too. Well, I went for uh, two players from the Phoenix Suns, Tyler Ulis yeah. and Derek Jones Jr. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's deep. You got the shooter specialist and the guy who can literally do nothing but duck. Yeah. That's the, that's the bench warmers. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't decide. I put two down here, but the first one I went with is Della Vadova and Thon Maker. Okay. Oh sure, why not? Della Vadova hits the threes. Thon is the athletic one, and in that same vein, I thought maybe Patty Mills and Rudy Gay. Mm. Okay. Patty Mills, same thing with the three and Rudy Gay. The thing about Rudy Gay is, I think that you know maybe what he might lack this season in general, video games might still rate him higher. <laughs> Then maybe he should, you know. Team right, USA right. bump. So, yeah. I had another one in like uh, Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum. You know, the oh. unproven rookie and this like bruiser. 
I like uh, that. Like our position. Yeah, that's I just a good thought, one. Come on, you got to go with the Vince, like his final, his final hurrah into the sunset. If I were Marcus Smart, I would like the eight-bit graphics. You could, uh, it'd be a lot harder to see his face covered in pimples. <laughs> <laughs> this question, full disclosure, I stole from NBA Reddit. Which NBA starting five would win every five-on-five fight against the other NBA starting lineups? And bonus if uh, you pick a team that has that would lose every fight as well. I'm going to give you my loser first, okay? Is that fine? Please. The Spurs. Oh. oh. <laughs> if you think about the Spurs, great at basketball, but Leonard isn't a fighter. I don't think Aldridge is a fighter. I don't think Tony. I don't think Manu. I don't think they're. I don't think Danny Green's a fighter. I don't think any of them are fighters. I wouldn't want to run into Leonard in a dark alley. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe winners. I was kind of torn. Maybe the Nuggets. Hmm. Jokic, Will Barton might be able to get crazy on you. You never know about some of the other ones. And the reason I said I was torn, I think in Portland just because of Nurkic sure and uh his riot any dad. any eastern european guys are going to be pretty deadly I yeah think. ashwin yeah i went three ra- three ways with this nice. so okay <laughs> um the first one was just the players i think this was probably the incorrect way of answering this and then i went ahead and picked other teams a starting five of marcus smart doubling down on marcus smart marcus smart jimmy butler kylo quinn cuz why not Yusuf Nurkic from Portland, and then the Dalsim from uh, Street Fighter, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dalsim was the one with the long arms, yeah, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's think, like yeah, the all-star for, team. For a team that would probably lose every NBA five-on-five fight, it would definitely be the Sacramento Kings. They're just skinny and nice right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah and they, and they, at least, you know, they're like, this is my livelihood. I don't want to, you know, mess up. I gotta get that second contract. Skinny and nice. Yeah. Um, the team that would probably beat up on everyone. The six, the North. Toronto Raptors. Oh okay. yeah. You got Surge on there. It's the it's the world against everybody for them. South Central, Damar and uh, Congo Surge, some fighting backgrounds. That's right. Yeah, I really debated on this one myself, but I ended up picking the Thunder. I mean, I think Steven Adams can probably kill a wild boar with his bare hands. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. Plus, Russell Westbrook is one of those fighters that you never want to go against, someone who like never gets tired and keeps coming at you like he's possessed. I think Paul George is probably more of a lover than a fighter, but he's trying to earn Westbrook's respect, so he's going to give it his best shot. That's good. And Andre Robertson just seems like a guy who can take a punch, you know? If he can continually miss free throws in front of 18,000 fans, I'm sure that probably hurts more than a punch to the jaw. (laughs) Plus, Patrick Patterson's about 30 pounds heavier than most stretch fours, so that's a good matchup. That's good. I like that one. Good matchup. I like it. The the losing team for me is the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, I had them as a potential loser, too. Julius Randle's the only guy who has any muscle, plus... Brooke Lopez is probably the most harmless big man in the NBA. I bet you Lonzo has a weird wind-up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He fights like George Clooney and Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we've seen some movies that have basically been like an inspiration for us all. You know, Woody Harrelson has starred in, you know, like uh, 
and Kevin Bacon have starred in basketball-affiliated movies, A Dog Named Bud, just to name a few, right? Scientists everywhere were baffled. Marvels were marveled. Kobe Bryant officially debuts his new show on his new network, The Mamba Mentality, where Mamba goes mental over mundane and relatively glamorous feats and challenges against the masses, against the public, against celebrities, doesn't matter. This show runs for about 23 hours a day, <laughs> so what are the first three or four episodes about? Here are the episodes. The first one is called Shaq Does This Too. Okay. And it's just <laughs> it's just an episode where Kobe explains what Shaq does to justify what Kobe does. Okay. <laughs> Leaves the toilet seat down when he pees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the second one is ninety nine point nine percent efficiency. I think didn't he say something about how the black mamba strikes with like ninety nine point nine percent efficiency? Was that a stolen right. line from the Quentin Tarantino movie too? Yeah, that one. Then the third episode is Professor Lockjaw and the Rascal Gang of Shot Blockers versus the Trembler and Fidget. I don't. There's no. I have no background for this. I just. It was the first title that came to my mind because Kobe is so weird and his shows are just all over the place that I think it will have just a random a random title that has nothing to do with anything. So I just made up a completely random title. And a random sock puppet? Yeah, I just like the trembler and fidget. I just like that. Well, I was thinking that, that uh, the first the pilot episode would start with Kobe Bryant getting a call at his home from a telemarketer named Brad, who's unaware his life is about to be turned upside down. <laughs> Kobe's eating soup in his dining room alone. You know, with a I imagine the table has about twenty four chairs. You know, but Kobe's sure. just eating soup by himself, and uh, he gets a call interrupting his uh, his meal from from Brad. And he's not content to just tell this poor guy, no thanks, not interested. No, Mamba mentality dictates that the opponent must perish. (laughs) He flies in his private jet to the Nebraska telemarketing call center where he follows Brad home from work. Kobe waits outside Brad's house until he shuts off all the lights and falls asleep. That's when Kobe calls Brad's house and pretends to be conducting some sort of survey. He rings Brad's doorbell and hides in the bushes. He makes up rumors about Brad and spreads them to his coworkers. Oof. That's just Whoa. the first episode. Whoa, I'm in. <laughs> episode two, Kobe's assigned a seat next to Brad in the call center. Oh, oh no. Episode three, pickings. Brad has abandoned his family and taken to living under a bridge, always looking over his shoulder in fear that Kobe could be right behind him. <laughs> episode four, Brad loses his mind completely and creates his own call center in the woods where he talks into cans and tries to sell sticks to bugs and other imaginary customers. Kobe Bryant oh. watches from afar, pleased with himself, and finally ready to go home. Oh, man. His soup is probably cold by now. <laughs> that season season two was greenlit two episodes ago, Bob. That was great. That was great. The Cavs come to you with an offer. You ready for this offer? You get $10 million if you successfully remove every single peanut butter sandwich from the Warriors' locker room. How do you do this without them catching and completely murdering you? <laughs> I said spend uh, $1 million hiring 100 Instagram models to swarm, swarm the locker room and keep the players distracted. <laughs> you probably walk out with their jerseys and shoes after that. That's good. Well, Cleveland Cavaliers have just picked up Boris Diaw and Raymond Felton because they're out of money and they just are f- they're only going to be paying them in food. Um, <laughs> so I outsource them. I specifically pay them money. 
You know, two million each. So I, I get a cool six million to eat all of the sandwiches. That's good. Brilliant, brilliant right. strategy. All you have to do is go into the go to the Warriors and say, "Hey, the Cavs really love peanut butter sandwiches," and LeBron made a funny video about them. And the Warriors would instantly start mocking the Cavs and would never eat <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches again. Wow. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. Uh, according to a new Sports Illustrated article, Michael Kidd Gilchrist carries a copy of the Lion King DVD with him almost anywhere, everywhere he goes. He's probably really pumped about the upcoming live-action version, I would imagine. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. No question. Name an NBA player of your choice and guess what DVD they carry around with them and why. Well, Bob, I'm, I'm a very refined, I'm very culturally in it. Anyone who listens to Brickhouse should know that. Sure. Yeah, I'm very with, I'm with what the kids are watching these days. Uh, and this, he, this guy recently retired and is now in the Suns front office, but I would like to use him. James Jones. Did you know James Jones in the Suns front office? Oh, I did. Yes. He carries around a little film from 1956 based on the musical by Rodgers and Hammerstein called The King and I. Okay. (laughs) Which he pulls out, and when people say, why do you carry around The King and I? He said, oh, this? Did you know that I played in seven straight finals with LeBron James? That's his... uh, Oh, I think the Cavs are on the phone. Yeah, we'll trade you, Josh Jackson. Sure. Yeah, so that's uh, he carries around that just as an excuse to talk about LeBron. Oh, man. I'm thinking of, like, all these players are kind of winding down their careers. LBJ, Mello, they they probably have, like, three or four years left. Well, Mello's already thinking about life after basketball, right? So in his backpack. Or his fanny pack. doesn't matter. (laughs) The devil wears Prada. Ooh, okay. (laughs) He's all about the fashion line now, you know, and he's got to save face with uh, Lala and... um, by impregnating <laughs> Anna it, Winter. Really. Oh, no. The other idea would be Space Jam and oh, LeBron no. James. It's, I think it's Anna Wintour. Wintour. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I said Matt Barnes at all times is carrying a copy of the Keenan Ivory Wayans classic, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> when Barnes is asked why he carries the DVD, he says, No reason. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so the Houston Rockets are up for sale. Apparently, everyone's trying to buy in. So who's someone other than Beyonce that will be making their first bid to own an NBA team? Well, I know Floyd Mayweather's expressed interest, and uh, Yao and his fellow Chinese investors are probably going to make a a hard push to get the Rockets. But the guy that I want the most, and who has also expressed interest in the past, his basketball nickname was once Barry Obama. Due to his that? his long range three point shooting, that's Barack Obama. Oh, the president, the former president. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't want to play for Barack? You know who's going to buy the Rockets and who's been buying a lot of stuff and who will own the world eventually? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, Bob. <laughs> that's the he. Uh, as soon as he buys the Rockets, he's going to buy the next team and then the next team and then uh, we'll have basketball delivered to us for free in two days. So it uh, it'll all work out. <laughs> Hey, what do you guys think Mike Breen does in the off season? I just said he golfs and he bangs. Okay. <laughs> I said hiking and banging. <laughs> I was trying to think of things he could announce, like an MMA fight or uh, 
maybe just doing cheesy gun sound effects yeah. for movies. You know, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Or he could commentate on a uh, a colonial recreation. He just stands behind the village blacksmith. Oh, nice! Bang, sure. bang. <laughs> uh, trick question. Trick question. He's a robot, and he's just locked away in the closet until it's <laughs> basketball season. So, uh, let's see. Next question: Which NBA player should be most afraid to do a trust fall with his teammates? So good. This is good. I think uh, I'm going with Dwayne Wade and the Chicago Bulls. Oh. I think a bunch of nobodies and Dwayne Wade, who is a former somebody, I think he has no trust in the management. <laughs> he has no trust in any one of these players. I don't think he's, he's even fallen. Ooh, okay. Wow. That's a good one. Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers. Nice. Austin Rivers. That's I think that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I was uh, in a debate between Austin, man baby Dwight Howard, and snitch D'Angelo Russell. Oh, wow. But I, I think I'm going to have to go with snitch D'Angelo Russell. Okay. The NBA players do not take kindly to that. All right, well, so we just had a new CBA that kind of exploded the scene, changed everything from contracts that were to basically you can own a team in the next the next couple of years. Um, well, so the new CBA was in the works already. By 2023, I think there's going to be a new one. Well, part of the adjustment to the new CBA comes with teams that have to change their names. So the Lakers are no longer the Lakers. They're, they're whatever they want to be. What are three teams and their rebranded team name? Number one. The Orlando Stuffs, <laughs> named after Stuff the Magic Dragon, their mascot. It's the sure. ro- it's the role he was always meant to play. Two, Denver Cheech and Chongs, just because <laughs> I don't know why. Three, and this is this is a my explanation of this will be explained shortly in a, another question. Okay, the Dallas Dirks. Ah, but I will explain. Okay. I will explain later. I changed what I think are the three worst team names in the NBA. How dare you? Uh, Sorry, pe- I'll say the, <laughs> who are the teams? The Pelicans. How dare obviously. you? Obviously, yeah. Uh, I chose their their backup name. Actually, it was second second in the voting. The New Orleans Voodoo. Yes, way cooler Ooh. than the Pelicans. Uh, the Thunder become the Oklahoma City Rattlesnakes. Okay. And the Orlando Magic become the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good one. Phone-in question from friend of the show, Aaron. And I believe we discussed this briefly in Las Vegas, Bob. Mm. What current fringe NBA players over 30 or established vets over 35 would form the best big three team? Who you got on your team, Ashwin? I got all the Euro players right now. Or, I guess, NBA players playing in Europe. We got Jimmy Fredette, Amari Stoudemire, and Carlos Boozer. Wow, that is a squad. Everybody needs a Boozer. That's a good squad. I I put it mine together with some of the oldest guys in the NBA, but they can still ball. Jamal Crawford, Manu Ginobili, and Dirky Dirk with a bench of uh, Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson. Nice. Jefferson mostly for the, the podcast. I I took two players who are already in the big three, but they are just perfect. Rashard Lewis and Al Harrington, they're just great big three players. Okay. You know who you got to add to that team? Gilbert Arenas. Yes. 
Gilbert Arenas would just be firing four-point shots left and right. Hibachi, all of that. I've got an important question for you guys. Have these not been important, Bob? Well, they're all okay. they're all equally <laughs> okay. equally not that important. I didn't want to let you down. Equally not that important. Okay. What happens first, guys? Do the Lakers make the playoffs or Lonzo Ball signs a shoe deal with a big shoe company? Okay, so I answered this question to myself yesterday, and then this morning, more more things shuffled around in my head that made me think about oh, this you're question. Peeling back the curtain here. Yeah, so I said playoffs first because I would think that. I, I think that the big baller brand might go through a season to see how it goes, you know. But last week, did you see the news story about LeVar Ball getting upset at a female referee? Oh, of course, yeah. Right. And, they and having her tossed, have, they tossed her? Having her tossed from the Adidas event, which made the referee union say they will no longer work with this Adidas event that they've been working with for like a decade or more. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, a move you make if you go hard after the big baller brand. Because Nike and Under Armour, Under Armour might not even have the money to enter this race at this point, right? Because they weren't doing that well. Sure. Nike, who knows what interest they are. But if, if you're Adidas and you're ruining a decade-plus-long relationship, it, it might be the shoe company now. So Adidas is going gonna, is gonna to reward LeVar Ball? Well, not reward. They took no. a side. Because they, you know, they... They allowed him to remove this female ref, and they ruined this relationship. Wow. With Adidas and the referees? Adidas ruined their relationship with this referee union. Right. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get you. So so I think it might be a bigger play to get the balls. Wow. Um, I have nothing really to add other than I think that um, Lonzo's going to make the playoffs before he gets a shoe brand deal because I think he's just going to go hard for his family. So yeah. no deal is good enough for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way these guys are getting a billion dollars. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That's the... So you think playoffs too, Bob? Yeah. I said it was an easy call. Lakers playoffs. Yeah. LeVar wants it because it would change... It will change the way shoe companies pay all NBA players, right? And and all other sports as well. So no shoe company wants this. You know, if they give Lonzo... It's just like giving Timofey Mozgov $16 million. Now any right. center that comes into the league or is a free agent is just like, well, you're not getting less than Mozgov. Right, you know? right. Well, shucks, man. Rest in peace. I use that for everything whenever, <laughs> when, anyone, when anyone retires. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves PA announcer just announced his retirement just a couple weeks ago. And for the very first time, I think in the history of all open casting, there's now an open casting opportunity on August 17th for the next PA announcer. Oh, wow. Minnesota okay. Timberwolves. I keep living in regret. I keep you know, waking up being like, well, I could have done this. Oh, I could have tried out for this. I'm doing this. I'm applying for it. And we're going to go and we're going to try it out. You guys join me. Congrats. You just got the job. So what's your gimmick? What's your shtick? I would do a, I would just interject my thoughts about the situation into <laughs> the team. So it would be like, Josh, don't you dare trade him. Jackson. <laughs> or like, Devin, sign this kid long term right now. Booker. I would, you know, I'd really try and get into their heads with that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about introducing a new noise meter to gauge the the crowd's enthusiasm. Oh, but those are so accurate already, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one it goes on the jumbotron, but instead of your normal meter, it's a picture of Tom Thibodeau's face. 
and as the audience gets louder, Tib's face just gets more and more red until eventually steam comes out of his ear and you hear like a train whistle nice. sound. That's great. That's how you get the crowd pumped up in Minnesota. And then I just accidentally call Jeff Teague Kyrie Irving until he's traded for him. <laughs> speak, speak it into existence, basically. Yeah, we're going for accuracy on the noise meter, you know? Yeah, exactly. The NBA has just commissioned us to help increase the popularity of All-Star Weekend, which is already very popular. Yeah. But they want increase. It's never good enough. What new uh, event do you introduce, Ashwin? I got this. I got this. Okay. It already exists. Female beach volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) You got to give the people what they want. (laughs) But in in this instance... Because it is the NBA All-Star Weekend, the NBA stars sub in, but each time they sub in, they have to change their outfits into different fashion lines. <laughs> wow. I suggest that the NBA All-Star Weekend add the NBA's favorite card game, Booray. Okay. Get the guys mic'd up and liquored up. Each player puts down their own 50 grand to make things interesting. Step two, witness the greatest NBA All-Star event of all time. And savor it, because there would probably never, ever be a second one. I was looking up the Wikipedia description of Bure. I was going to say, can you please explain this to me? We should try and play it sometime. So the object of Bure is to take a majority of the tricks in each hand and thereby claim the money in the pot. If a player cannot take a majority of tricks, the secondary goal is to keep from Bure-ing or taking no tricks at all. A bure usually comes at a high penalty, including matching the amount of money in the pot. There's only four rules listed online, but with just the number one rule, you can get a sense of why NBA players like it so much. Number one rule is you must play to win. Oh, nice. This goes beyond simply playing a higher card. If you know that no one else has trumps and it is your turn to lead, you must play trumps if you have them. I'm not... Bure. Yeah, it doesn't really... Make it's, it any clearer for it me. It sounds it sounds like a uh, gambling version of spades, where every man's oh, for himself. Okay. How about uh, Lavar versus the world? <laughs> it's uh, this is a way you get Shaq back on the court, you get Barkley back on the court, you get a one-legged Jordan because Jordan said he could beat Lavar one-legged, right? Yeah. All, all the relevant news right now. It's not so much about LeVar, it's you get all the legends back on the court to show this guy what, give him the what for. Wow. So guys, the East. The Eastern Conference just lost a bunch of all-stars. Yeah. They lost Paul George, Jeff Teague, Jimmy Butler, Paul Millsap, maybe soon Carmelo Anthony and and Kyrie Irving, while only gaining one all-star from the West, Gordon Hayward. Mm Mm-hmm. How many first-time All-Stars does the East have this year? Who are they? It's just, I wrote down a handful of names that could potentially be All-Stars. Okay. Chris Stapps is going to be an All-Star. I think so. Porzingis, he's, I, can we all agree that Chris Stapps is a lock for All-Star this he's year? He's on my list. Maybe D'Angelo Russell, potentially, or Goran, Goran Dragic, maybe? Dragic's never made an All-Star team. Okay. Then you have like Embiid or Sark. You know who... Is a I think won't make it, but could be a sneaky, interesting pick. Avery Bradley. Oh, oh right, on the Pistons. Yeah, that was one of my picks to that, make it. That was one of your picks too. 
to make it, but he might not because he's not probably good enough for the popular vote, and he might just just be on the like the cusp of not being good enough for the coaches to vote him in or something. Yeah, but I think he will probably we probably agree for the same reasons of like he's re- he's really good and get lo- got lost in Boston, and he might be able to with all the Detroit dysfunction, he might be able to come out on top of all that. Uh, Reggie Jackson maybe because. No one steals his spotlight, and Bradley Beal hasn't made an all-star team. I think he's going to make it. Yeah, I think the main players that I had were Embiid, because of the popular vote, he's going to be you know, probably the most popular Embiid player this year. Yeah. Um, I had Bradley Beal as well, and... Porzingis? I had I had Porzingis on like a second-tier list, but um, you know, like three or four new people probably. What but, do we, um, Torian Prince, thinking, what do we think about him? I love the dude, but I don't think he's going to make it. Um, I'm just saying, no, who knows? We need to fill this roster. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, my idea was they just forego the idea of East versus West, and they just have like the best 28 players. Okay, like a draft, like the NHL does it, like a draft now. I think so, okay. and it would probably be like you know 75 percent Western players. I filled out my full All Star team just to see, oh, okay. you know, who. Wow. Would make the cut. You guys have named three of the guys that I think would make the uh, would make the team. Who's that? Embiid, Beal, and Kristaps. Embiid, yeah, I think Embiid's gonna be voted in as a starter. Right. Porzingis and Brad Beal. I had my starters as LeBron, Freak, Embiid, DeRozan, and Kyrie. Kyrie, if he's not on the if he's still in the East, Cavs or not, he's gonna be voted a starter for sure. Just oh, yeah. so oh, fans sure. can see him and LeBron. And the only guy you guys didn't say that I think will be voted in as a starter is Hassan Whiteside. Oh. Or not a starter, but uh, as okay. a bench player. Yeah. My bench consisted of uh, Thomas, Lowry, Hayward, Porzingis, Whiteside, Beal, and Kevin Love, or John Wall. You know, one of those guys. Yeah. I put put in there in case Kyrie's still not in the East. Dario anyway, Saric? Dario Saric. Not going to be able to do it. Yeah. My, my friend Dario. <laughs> All right, I've got the last round of questions here, guys. All right, so you are now an NBA GM and a new expansion team in Seattle. A former team in Seattle now brought back. From the dead, Adam Silver has done it again. But he can do no wrong. But in this instance, I feel like he's going to tap into some you know, heartstrings here when he says, hey, this new expansion team is not going through any of the typical formats of the first, you know, lottery picks and uh, kind of reserving players on your roster and picking from the litter, the end of the, you know, the end of the bench to fill your roster. So in this instance, you have to pick between three doors, door number one, door number two, door number three. Door number one contains a six foot eight career, a six foot eight player career, 40, 40, 85, you know, shooting NBA player. He has, you know, less than 200 turnovers over his career. You know, Westbrook and Harden wish they were that good. He's over. He's earned over 25 million over his career, so he's probably he's he's, he's itching for some more. He's had a career high of 27, so you know he can probably do more than that, right? That's door number one. He's a shooter. Are he's these, a six-eight shooter. Are these current players? Well, as of the 2016-2017 season, yes. Okay. Um, door number two. This guy has only ever posted four tweets. He only follows six people, and one of them is Jamal Crawford. He was traded on draft night the year he was drafted. And in that rookie year, he only merely made three shots a game. But he has his own hoverboard. And he has his own nickname already. 
That's door number two. Door number three, as a starter, he's only really averaged 25 minutes a game for like four seasons now. He's never made over four point four three point shots in a game, and he's fouled out in like roughly 78% of all of his games. He's a son of Thomas and Christine, of course, and he's influent in French. So door number one, a 6'8", small forward probably, shooter. Door number two, has a Twitter. Or number three, fouls out fluent in French. Uh, I'm going to draft the uh, guy from behind door number one. Yeah, I'll go with one. All right. Well, <laughs> Tell us before, what we've won. Before I open door number one, door number three, I'm going to reveal that. It's Joel Embiid. Okay. Oh. So, in the 30 games, he's played, he's only fouled out of two of them. So, <laughs> anyways, and door number two, are you sure you guys want to stick with door number one? Yeah, sure. I Yeah, I'm curious who door number two is. Traded on and draft two, night. Door number two, you guys lost hub- out on Kawhi Leonard. Oh, nice. Oh. He has his own hoverboard, and his nickname is The Claw. Oh. Door number one, you guys picked a former NBA player, James Jones. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Oh, we did man. it. Well. That is tough. Now you know. You get to start an NBA franchise with James Jones. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll he'll know the uh, the accounting. <laughs> yeah, right. Guys, what exactly did Mark Cuban promise Dirk to get him to sign all of these way below market contracts? Uh, now I know your uh, the reasoning for your answer for the previous question. Yeah. Well, um, sort of. Yeah. All right. Well, a new hotel brand has been unleashed around the world. They started these little hostels in Germany, but they've been so popular that they're just straight up going from hostels to hotels, and they're called the Dirk. <laughs> and they're German-themed, you know? Sausages and and I don't know what else is German. <laughs> That's pretty great. Heineken's? Yes. I, uh, I said Mark Cuban has promised Dirk a guaranteed spot in Cuban's presidential cabinet. Oh, oh nice. Wow, I love it. Yes, huge. He's been a naturalized citizen, hasn't he? Oh, he could be the German ambassador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rules are out the door anyways these days. Yeah. He actually offered Dirk basically power of attorney, or like power over all of Cuban's affairs, oh. which means that he can rename Dallas the Dallas Dirks. He, can, he, can, uh, he basically owns the Cuban empire. Is that why they got rid of Chandler Parsons? Good call, Dirk. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, what will be the most shocking headline of the 2017-2018 NBA season? 76ers starting lineup makes it through 41 games. (laughs) (laughs) That is shocking. Yeah. I have a not-so-comical answer. I think the Spurs are going to be in the bottom half of the playoffs. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's, That's likely. You're telling me that that 16 mil a year to Pau Gasol isn't going to pay off? Yeah. 16 mil a year to Patty Mills and Manu Ginobili is still on the roster, as well as Rudy Gay is their offseason acquisition. Plus pouty face LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Uh, My shocking headline was DeMarcus Cousins has taken on the role of veteran leader in the (laughs) New Orleans locker room. Uh, uh, I've got a quick diss of the week for you guys, if you want to hear that. 
mama is so fat. This of the week this year, Wojnarowski announced that the Clippers' Doc Rivers will return to primary duties of coach, freed of front office responsibilities, right? Yeah. Uh, our friend Justin Halpern had a, uh, a tweet in response to this Woj tweet. He said, yes, quote-unquote freed, like my brother was freed from his job at Baskin-Robbins in high school for farting into the ice cream freezer. <laughs> 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 on the next episode of brick house you guys should check out ride in the pine i mean you should check out ride in the pine every week mm -hmm. but next week matt and i will be making a guest appearance on ashwin's show also next week on brick house our season previews begin we've got all new segments for our annual preview of all 30 teams uh, for the first time in three years the worst team may not may not be the 76ers or the nets oh wow so you'll have to tune in to find out who that is. And then over the next 50 days, we'll be releasing 30 NBA preview pods. Uh, it's a good thing because the mid-August NBA rumor mill starts to uh, churn a, a little slower. Sure. If you want to send us a rumor, you can find us at BrickHousePod on Twitter. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker, BrickHousePodcast.com, AlmightyBaller.com. And uh, you can follow Ride in the Pine. What are your uh, What are your handles, Ashwin? Yeah, uh, Ride in the Pine at Ride in underscore the Pine. You can find us on Almighty Baller or my personal Twitter, which is at Dota, G H E E Dota. Um, yeah, my co-host and I are probably planning on a couple lighter topics because it is the you know the dog days of the off season. And thanks for reminding me that we have to do our off season reviews or previews as well. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I really yeah, appreciate. Really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll talk to you all next week on the next episode of Brick House.